Welcome, everybody, to Han Talks First, the YouTube channel. What did you guys think of that intro? Pretty cool, right? So the, if, for the audio listeners out there, I put up a new graphic that has a 30-second countdown for the, um, for the intro, and it's got a cool graphic behind it. So if you guys are interested, you should go over to the YouTube page and check that out. But anyway, welcome back. This is Han Talks First. This is a Star Wars show where we talk about everything going on in Star Wars. And today's live stream is a little bit different because we are doing a live fan Q&A. I've already had a lot of questions submitted to me by you guys on both Instagram and Twitter. And I've taken some from the YouTube comments as well. We're going to answer them right here. We're also going to talk about what you can expect to see from this show in the future and what episodes are coming up and get a chance to hear from you guys what you want to see from me going forward in 2021. But if you are in the if you are watching this now, please comment in the chat and let me know that you are here and that you can both see me and hear me because I don't well I can check here. Let me see real quick. Okay. It looks like we are streaming okay. So yeah. Like I said, my name's Han, and for those of you that are new here, we do weekly episodes on both the podcast and the YouTube channel every Monday and Wednesday, like you can see here in the uh, little banner. And of course, we have the Instagram and the Twitter at Han Talks First, but we also are on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, Amazon, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, we're there, and it's free to listen to for everybody. So please go check that out. We've been a show for two years. We've only been working on the YouTube for about a month now. We've had a YouTube for two years. But as far as like being consistent and actually working on the YouTube brand, it has been going strong for about a month. Currently, we're sitting at 613 subscribers, which is fantastic. We grew 548 of them in one, uh, one whole month, which is outstanding. And that's all because of you guys. So thank you so much for doing that. All right, we have one person in the chat already, Salacious Rum. Good evening from Salacious Rum and the Kowakian Monkey Lizard Army. That's amazing. It's so good to see you, Salacious. And Salacious is from Instagram, where we met, and I'm so glad you could be here today. Please go ahead and submit your questions in the live chat. We're going to get to those a little bit later as well. But like I said, we're talking about everything Star Wars today. Let me go ahead and start off by telling you what you can expect this week on the YouTube channel and the podcast. So... Starting tomorrow, Monday, the va- I recently got this gift for Christmas. Let me show you. I recently got the Oculus Quest 2, and it was an amazing surprise gift that I got for Christmas. And do you know what I did immediately after I opened it? Was I got to play Vader Immortal. My lovely little girlfriend got me that game. 
for those of you that don't know, Vader Immortal is the VR game for the Quest, and it allows you to play with, um, play in that world, go to the planet Mustafar, and actually interact with Darth Vader himself. So anyway, the review for that is coming tomorrow here on this channel and also on the podcast. And the, it'll drop tomorrow at 9 in the morning. So please go and check that out. It's a very fun review, and I show some gameplay. And I also show some footage of me actually using the VR. A little embarrassing, but it's fun nonetheless. So that's Monday. On Wednesday, we have an episode coming out that I've been looking forward to for two years. Ever since I started this podcast, I've been wanting to do an episode all about the Dharma of Star Wars. Now, if you don't know what I mean by that, Dharma is something that is of different interpretations throughout the world, different meanings, different definitions. But I break down what Dharma is in Star Wars world, and I bring in examples from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. And it's something that I've been working on for two years. I based it off a book that I have called The Dharma of Star Wars. It's a very interesting idea and perspective on Star Wars. So please go check that out too. It's Again, I've been wanting to do this episode since two years ago. And I put a lot of work into it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So that's it coming out for this week. Let's take a look at the live chat and see who is here today. So we got Salacious Rum, of course. He also says, I have a YouTube channel as well. Yes, you do. I've actually checked out your YouTube channel. And it is the quacky and monkey lizard who just, you know, interacts with the world. And it's kind of fun. So if you guys want to check that out. If I remember correctly, Salacious, you actually have a pretty good following on on YouTube, uh, some subscribers, which is really nice. So maybe we can collab one day. I've always wanted to talk to a Kowaki and monkey lizard, so maybe. Ben Tech is back in the chat. Ben Tech, I think you've been here for every single live stream so far, which is pretty awesome. He says, what was your favorite scene from any piece of Star Wars content across the whole franchise? Okay, so he's, that, we're getting into the live questions. Uh, I do want to wait just one minute before I get into the questions because I want to show a little bit of some other stuff that I got this year uh, for Christmas that I think you guys will enjoy. Um, Robin McFly is in the chat. Hello. Hello. Aisa is in the chat. Aisa, for those of you that don't know, is a musician. And it's actually uh, the band that I play with and help write and perform music with. So if you're interested in hearing some of my music, you can go over to Aisa's channel and check that out. We're also on Spotify and Apple and everywhere you can find that kind of stuff. Uh, the Bulldog. This is a new person I haven't seen in the chat before. Salute. Uh, nice to see you guys there. So anyway, thank you guys so much for being here. Before we get into the live questions, let me show you some of the awesome stuff I got for Christmas this year. So starting off with this, I got this by my girlfriend as well. This is a Star Wars Death Star planter. And you can put in succulents or other type of plants, whatever you want. I have obviously haven't planted it yet, but this is really cool. It's from the 40th anniversary Star Wars celebration. So as soon as I get it planted and find the perfect succulent to go in there, I'll show you guys again. But I really love this one. Another great contribution to my collection that was also from my lady, my Leia, was this. What is this, you may ask? Well, it looks like a Star Wars VHS tape, right? But when you open it, oh, oh my God, oh my God. It's not a VHS, but rather a notebook. So you can write down 
all the topics I have for the show and all my notes for the show. I've already put it to good use. But this is also from the 40th anniversary collection by Star Wars Celebration. So again, this is another gift that I got. And it's really quick. Obviously comes in a set of three. So you can get Empire and Return of the Jedi. But yeah, that's that. I really love this one too. Continuing on with the gifts that my lady got me. Only true hardcore Star Wars fans are going to know what this is. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Let's see if you can see that. This is a necklace for my audio listeners out there. It's a wood carving necklace. Can anyone in the chat tell me what you think this is? Again, only you true hardcore Star Wars nutties are going to know what this is. For my audio listeners out there, it is actually the necklace that Anakin made for Padme in The Phantom Menace. And you can also see it on Padme's body at the end of Revenge of the Sith. But this is really great. Something I've wanted for a long time and hand carved. And it's from somewhere overseas. I'm not sure where, but I love this gift as well. And I'm actually wearing one of my gifts now. If you guys can see this earring I have. Let's see. I don't know if you can see that. This is a earring of a Jedi holocron. Another gift from my girlfriend. And... Not only did I get a Jedi holocron, but she also got me a Sith one as well. I don't know if you guys can see this. Let's see. There we go. So, yeah, I got both the holocrons as an earring. I only have one ear pierced, so I can only wear one at a time. But this is something I really wanted to. Actually, I didn't even know I wanted this, but she got it for me, and I freaking love it. So it goes well. I also have these earrings as... Um, a model as well. They're over on my bookshelf. I should have grabbed them, but I'm not going to grab them right now. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm almost done. I've got two more, two more things I want to show you guys, and then we'll get started. So this was from my friend Dean, a.k.a. Four-Legged Gamer. He's actually going to be joining us a little bit later today on the live stream. So check this out. This is a book called Star Wars The Lightsaber Collection, and in it, it has details on every single lightsaber used in the Star Wars universe. For example, here is Count Dooku's. Pretty cool, right? And then it has like beautiful pictures. The pictures are done by Lucas Sizoko. And this book itself is written by Daniel Wallace. Now, I actually use this book as a source for the video that's coming out tomorrow. And it's on my Vader review of the Vader Immortal VR game. But you can also expect a top 10 crazy facts about lightsabers and a lightsaber ranking video coming soon all from this book again this is a great thing to buy too if you are interested it's updated with everything from way back from our original trilogy up to the new vr games so it's a really good find and finally the last thing i got here is another book and this is you guys might know this one this one is the empire strikes back from a certain point of view and this book is just as it says, it's the Empire movie described from the point of view of the background actors in the, in the movie. So I haven't started it yet, but a lot of people have read this and have good things to say about it. So I'm going to start it really soon, possibly do a review. But that's it for the gifts that I got. And again, tomorrow is the review on the Vader Immortal VR game. So come back and check that out. It's a great video. I put a lot of work into it, and it shows gameplay as well as me playing with the VR itself. 
But okay, so now that you have seen my gifts, let's jump into actually some of the conversation that you guys are talking about in the live chat. We got a couple more people here. Sith Talkers is here. Hey, Sith Talkers. They're also a Star Wars podcast. Lando from Sith Talkers is going to be joining me in about 20 minutes here on the show as well. So you'll get to hear from him and get another perspective on things. We also have DJ Remy. What's up, DJ Remy? Uh, DJ Remy is an old friend of mine from the East Coast. So welcome, my friend. It's so uh, I'm really glad to see you here. I think this is the first time you've joined in on a live stream. Okay, so let's jump into some of the questions from you guys. Just a little bit here. We're not going to get to all of them right now, but I will answer every single question. So let's start off with that one that was from Ben Tech. Okay, let me just get rid of that. By the way, just so you guys know, if you are interested in supporting this channel, watching this alone helps out so much. But if you hit the like button that is right there, it surprisingly does wonders for grabbing other people's attention. So if you could hit the like button, please, I should expect a couple likes here on the video by now. So please like the video. It means a lot and it helps out more than you know. But if you want to go a little further, there is also a tipping link. You can tip now or anytime at the link below. So this is www.streamelements.com slash hontalksfirst slash tip. You can buy me a coffee with that. You can buy me a lightsaber with that. Or you can just support the operations of this channel in any way you see fit. You get to pick your donation uh, denomination, and but you don't. I don't expect it. You guys don't have to do that, but it does help the channel a lot. So if you want to show support, there's always that option. And I thank you so much for doing that. Okay, so let's move in to what some of you guys are talking about in the live stream. Starting off with Ben Tech, okay? Ben Tech says, what was your favorite scene from any piece of Star Wars content across the whole franchise? So... It's a very broad question. It's going to be kind of hard to pick just one because there's so many favorite moments from the movies. But, you know, if I had to pick one, if I had to pick one scene, I would say the one that's coming to me right now is the confrontation between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader in Return of the Jedi. The moment where they're both, where Luke turns himself in and he is confronting Vader about, hey, I know who you are. I know there's still good in you. And look inside yourself and see the Anakin Skywalker, the father that I, you know, I should have known my whole life. Such a big moment. It's such a mature moment for the movies, for the audience, for the characters. And it's a, it's a huge turning point in that franchise. And it ties into... Empire Strikes Back when he was so eager to go after Darth Vader and then knowing it was his father and it kind of changes his mind on everything and him doing that gives karma to Vader because it has Vader look into himself and find his true self underneath the mask that he put on so long ago and I go deeper into this on Wednesday's episode in the Dharma of Star Wars I give uh, about a 10 minute rant on that specific scene but again, if I had to pick one, I don't, I'm not sure if that's my favorite of all time, but that's definitely one that sticks out to me a lot. If you guys will comment below, tell me which scene sticks out to you. What is your favorite scene from Star Wars? Just put it in the chat and I'll read it off and I'll give you a shout out as well. Uh, ben Tech also says, Vader Immortal is sick. I've played it over who knows how many times. 
yeah, uh, Ben Tech Vader Immortal is amazing. Again, my review is coming out tomorrow. Please check that out. It's really fun. I spent so long my first time playing it because I was just looking around, moving around the room, seeing what I could interact with, and it's such an amazing experience. And I've played it once so far, but I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna go back and play it again because I think there's other things you can do in that game besides the basic storyline. But yes, my review for that is coming out tomorrow. And please come and check that out, everybody. Okay. Uh, Aisa says, hi, McFly. So she's saying hello to Robin. And she actually just walked in the door. Hello. Um, so the bulldog says, salute. Hello. Nice to see you. Um, another comment from Aisa here says, you make me love Star Wars. I've never been that big into it, so... Thank you for introducing me to the world of Star Wars and also being my good friend. Okay, funny story, actually. So one time I was talking with Aisa about the uh, um, A New Hope. And at one point she was like, oh, yeah, that movie when Han Solo blows up the Death Star. And I was like, what? What did you say? And she was like, yeah, Han Solo blows up the Death Star. And I was like, have you have you seen the movie? And then she realized she had never actually finished that A New Hope before, nor watched all the Star Wars from front to back, like uh, in its full form. So I was kind of shocked by that. But we fixed it. We fixed it, didn't we? So I'm great. I'm so glad you like Star Wars now because everyone should. Oh, another question from Robin McFly, who is actually in the room with me now. She's in my little studio. Um, she says, for the live questions, what is something that you wish people talked about more in Star Wars universe or favorite underrated character slash moment slash concept? Well, to be honest with you, something that I wish people talked about more in Star Wars was the, um, the, the politics of the prequel trilogy, honestly, because I think the politics are fascinating. While they can be boring and convoluted and not very... Uh, entertaining. I do think there was a lot of stuff in there that is both reflective of our time in today's society and some of our history. And also I find it fascinating how it ties in with the actual story of the prequels. Um, Aisa says, ooh, a planter. That is so cool. Yes, it is. I don't think I showed you that yet, but now you know. (laughs) Bentex says, Padres. Fathers? Padres. Oh, I guess you meant Padme's. Oh, I see it. Okay. <laughs> Padme's. Yes, Padme's. Um, Sith Talker says Japur, not Shapur. Uh, I don't understand what that means, but maybe you can explain to me a little later. Uh, again, in a couple minutes here, I'll be joined by Four-Legged Gamer and Sith Talkers, both content creators and members of the YouTube community. Uh, DJ Remy says, hey, guys, the homie Han. Nice to see you. Uh, Let's see. What else do we have here? Empire. Love that joint. Everyone loves Empire. It's classic. Some people claim Empire to be the not only the best Star Wars movie, but the best movie of all time. So it's how good it is. Salacious Rum. Okay, Salacious Rum has a lot of respect for other content creators, and he would love to do a collaboration project with you in the future. Um, follow your dreams. There's always a new hope. That was very nice of you. Yeah, let's, we'll definitely collab in the future. Thank you so much for coming on this show. Chase Cunningham. 
That is such a great scene. I love it too. Yes, you're talking about the Luke Vader confrontation on the balcony before they go up to see Big Papa Palps. Obi-Wan and Anakin on Mustafar in Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so that's your favorite scene from Star Wars. Another great scene. I also did an episode all about that scene from this uh, scholar's point of view. I believe she was a Harvard professor on modern contemporary art, and she did an entire lecture on the ending of Revenge of the Sith, talking about how it's one of the greatest examples of modern contemporary art in uh, this century. And it's a very interesting point of view on that. If you want to check out my 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 uh, thoughts on that fight scene, you can go check out that episode on the podcast. It's on my Revenge of the Sith review, but another great point. Let's see. Chase Cunningham also says, my favorite scene is when Windu and the other Jedi go to arrest Palpatine, intercut with the scenes of Anakin and Padme, really adds to it all. The whole ending of episode three is just perfect. I totally agree. Uh, Revenge of the Sith is underappreciated a lot of the times, but it's really interesting that it's getting more attention now that I guess the prequel goers, like we're growing up now so we can actually express our opinion and it doesn't get as much hate as they used to. There are bad things about it, but that is a really good scene in itself. It's actually one of my favorite scenes from Revenge of the Sith. The moment when Anakin makes the choice to go and uh, defend the emperor when Mace Windu is trying to kill him. It's a very poetic scene, and the music in that is some of the most interesting music we've ever seen from uh, a Star Wars movie. But right now, before we get into the rest of the questions, we have some guests who are going to join us here today. So let me get my headphones on. And first up, we are going to bring in, you know him from our Mando talk show, and this is Four-Legged Gamer. How's it going, Dean? Welcome. Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. It's good to see you here. How have you been? Pretty good. Basically, just keeping busy around the house. <laughs> Do you have a good New Year? Pretty good. I mean, I did send you the text at my New Year's time, and then you just said, give oh, me yeah. three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'll, I'll return the sentiment in three hours. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So we have Dean from four-legged gamer and another addition to this lovely stream here is going to be lando from sith talkers how's it going lando hey what's going on guys dean i feel like i i feel like i know you because i listen <laughs> to you guys like every week so uh first uh thanks han for letting me uh be on and uh hello dean <laughs> how's it yeah. going lando? i'm what's so glad you guys on? finally get to meet um how was your guys new year and christmas Pretty good. I think Lando and I were trying to make sure we didn't talk over each other. Be <laughs> <laughs> <Never> respectful. <laughs> uh, mine's pretty good. Got a soda stream, and then um, I also got, unfortunately, it's not in the background anymore. Um, apparently, this oh. has been sitting in the attic from my parents for a while now. Oh, no way. And they got me the collector's edition um, of the whole nine series of the Skywalker Saga. I wanted that so bad. It's a beautiful book. Like a book. The only problem is, I think the Blu-ray, either my Blu-ray player's done, like just can't handle American Blu-rays anymore for some reason, or it's from a different European code or a different code in general. Which that's going to suck. If that's the case. <laughs> Interesting. That's a great find. I definitely wanted something like that too. What about you, Lando? Did you get anything cool? 
Well, actually, the only thing, because we really, obviously, I still have, my kids are a little bit older, but we, like, spent all my money on my kids this year. But my daughter did get me uh, some Star Wars socks this year. So I got, like, a like a ton of socks. But, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, I if you see, you can kind of see a little bit behind me, but if it was a wide shot. Um, I don't know. I'm going to put the wide I, shot up right now. And Han yeah. knows, I have bought. There you Look go. At that. Look at that. I room. bought lots <laughs> and lots of Mandalorian stuff this year. Um, and 40th anniversary stuff. I mean, yeah, this is my Star Wars room. Uh, this is where I do, you know, do the podcast, do the YouTube show. And uh, I actually work here too. I work here from home. Uh, so I'm always surrounded by Star Wars. And I have spent, uh, so basically, like I said, with, with, with me and my, my wife and my family, it was Merry Christmas to myself the entire year. <laughs> See, Lando, when you post on Instagram, um, I always get jealous on some of your finds because, like, I just don't find nearly the amount of stuff. Like, I know that you've probably seen, like, the Carbonite Edition stuff on, like, my top up here. But you just seem to find everything good in your area. <laughs> I try. Hey, I, I try. Like I said, I mean, I, I, I do a bit online. But, like, yeah, man, when I, when I go to Walmart or Target, like I said, Target, obviously, it's a huge hot spot for uh, Star Wars stuff. But, yeah, man, I, I can't. I'm, I'm just – I turn into that eight-year-old – child and i have to have it and i have to grab it and i gotta it's, put it with the rest of my stuff so it's dangerous being a star wars fan sometimes uh, it's very it? expensive like, it is you, you walk star- into those stores <laughs> and you want to buy uh, everything han will second me i mean number one we're, we're both musicians it's expensive to be a musician and it's expensive <laughs> to be a star wars fan oh, <laughs> it yeah. can be it's- Dangerous territory. But yeah, uh, we don't have like a plan of what we're going to talk about here today. I just wanted to invite these guys on and just talk about Star Wars. So we can talk about literally anything. Uh, I do want to answer some more of the questions that we've gotten sent in. So if you guys don't mind, we'll go to those and you guys can answer them as well, whatever your your thoughts are on it. I'm going to go over here to BB Grogu Yoda. Okay, so all they say is just do an Anakin episode, please. Uh, I love Anakin. I'll definitely do an episode on that. Um, I guess we'll we'll say something quick about Anakin uh, if you guys want to. Uh, one thing for me is I'm excited he's coming back in Obi Wan. I think I think Hayden has the potential to be a good actor. I think sometimes he was it, it was partially due to uh, the set of the prequels, considering there was nothing to act off of in the green screens, and also little bit from maybe if he had a better director with him he could have brought out something different but anyway i'm excited he's coming back to obi-wan i think he's gonna kill it and that's another reason why i'm really 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 looking forward to the obi-wan series what about you guys any thoughts on anakin in general so just kind of going off which is about uh hayden i gotta defend him a little bit he actually played like i i'm not a fan of the prequels but he actually played his part very well um for what he was given like even i think so too. Was, sometimes yeah Ewan was the true best actor of the entire prequels. Like, if you want to argue that, um, wait, is that I what don't you, know how you can argue? Is that what you it's think? It's my opinion. Oh, yeah. But it's just, I think it's widely like when Ewan was announced to come be coming back as everyone, have we had that type of reaction in general? Just Star Wars and uh, like, just besides The Force Awakens being an official thing, as a Star Wars community, have we had a bigger uproar of applause? since Ewan was announced to be Obi-Wan in this six series um, mini or six episode mini series. So I like the that, way that's you why say Ewan. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, just I can't to, say Far, Farvo, right? I'm probably trying to get that right. John Farvo. <laughs> I always say Farvo because I had an extra R in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to add on that, um, it, it's it's funny because I just um, I've been on vacation, uh, fortunately, and I just did a Star Wars marathon at home, so I'm actually fresh off uh, the prequels. And um, it, it's funny, I brought this up. I actually a little behind the curtains. I actually edited it out uh, for our podcast. It's going to be dropping dropping tonight. But I briefly did talk about rewatching the movies and rewatching the prequels and actually not minding Hayden Christensen's acting. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe it's because I haven't watched them, you know, in a bit, the prequels. But this time when I watched them, um, his acting didn't seem as bad. And and look, when, when you get to episode three, I, I think his acting is great in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, whatever the direction that George Lucas, you know, gave him in episode two, you know, it's, it's beyond me. Cause yeah, it, the, it's just, we watch so many other movies and, you know, I guess I've said this millions of times, just you, when you watch a movie and you feel a natural, like love story happen in front of your eyes, you can feel it. And it's, it, you don't really, really get that natural love. I don't know, like, uh, like with Hayden and, and Natalie Portman. Right. I don't know. It's just, just I don't yeah. think it like naturally flows. And like you said, may, maybe George needed to step back, you know, give him the Phantom Menace and then, you know, bring in a couple directors. And, you know, he's still going to control everything. Right. He's still going to control everything. But um, but yeah, I don't have a problem with Hayden. Um, I think um, my, like you said, me and my brother talked about it. Uh, you know, Jar Jar. Right. I'm at best. We were at the convention. He comes out the 20th anniversary of the Phantom Menace. Everybody like went absolutely bonkers for him i guarantee you if we had a celebration hayden christian came out on the stage everybody would go bonkers you know like they say everything with time heals absolutely and and absolutely man because it's the prequels came out my, my brother brought it up he's like hey you know we were kids like me myself i was a child in the 80s and then you release a star wars movie in 1999 and you're just like Hey, here's Jar Jar Banks, and he, you know, hey, hey, I you know uh, Star Wars is for ch- children. So, and it's just like, well, wait a minute, we were kids, but now we're adults. So you still have to keep that in your mind, and you still have to make a movie for us, and still try to make a. You know, it's hard, and you still got to try to make a movie for children. And that's why I got so much hate is because all his fans were adults. And he still kept it real kitty with Jar Jar, young Anakin, because you could have absolutely started the, the trilogy with Anakin as a teenager. I've said this many times, too. I think if you start the trilogy as him as a teenager, I think that would be way better. That's right. It's my opinion. But, uh, uh, but like what you, as, you said right? about no, celebration. I, I think he was supposed I, I guarantee he was supposed to come in at the celebration absolutely. that would happen this year to be announced to coming back. I just think they got. They didn't get that chance because of the pandemic and everything, but I think he would have showed up and fans would have gone absolutely insane over that. One thing about Anakin that I think I'm going to do a video on later is it ties into uh, Hayden doing a good performance as Anakin Skywalker. I think partially the character of Anakin Skywalker is schizophrenic in some ways. And if you compare that to how Hayden performed Anakin you could argue that he is a schizophrenic because of how he he hears things how he is kind of bipolar in his emotions how you know just how he how he portrays that at all have you guys ever thought about the whole schizophrenic theory for Anakin 
I have. I'm just not a fan of it, but I do understand why people think of it. Um, it it's just I'd rather it, him just be that emotionally torn up and actually that just be his – because as um, Lando was just kind of saying, how starting as a teenager, it would have made more sense of half of his personal thought process and more of the pain and anguish that he went through because they were saying he was too young as a little kid to go ahead and start being trained. Now you throw in the teenager part, already seeing the adolescents, how we are as teens. We all have the dark moments of like, I want to listen to nothing but screamo. Then there's the next day of, I want to listen to something peaceful. And I think that yeah. <laughs> it just would have been better for the teenager of him trying to decide the dark and light as we saw, but instead it was kind of kind of Orlando saying even about the love story felt like somebody hit a fast forward button on it and really revenge of the yeah. Sith. The last 45 minutes an hour was the one part that didn't feel like a fast forward button was hit. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, again, we're joined here by for Dean of four legged gamer. It's a YouTube channel. He does unboxings games reviews with his puppies. So you can go check that out as well. And also Lando from Sith talkers, another star Wars podcast. And we're here to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about today. So we're going to go back into some of the questions you guys are sending in here. And next up, we have from Jumping Jack 13B. And uh, they say, how tragic General Grievous is also is Grogu blood what is fueling the Palpatine clone. Okay, <laughs> so this question. <laughs> this question was submitted uh, on Instagram. And uh, I believe they're asking me to do an episode on the tragedy of General Grievous. And then also asking an additional question, is Grogu's blood what is fueling Palpatine's clone? So uh, let's jump into it real quick. Uh, Lando, let's hear from you. What are your thoughts on this? So uh, it's really funny. Um, I had a somebody that listens to our show actually reach out to me, and I'm actually going to do the podcast on it next week. It's going to actually be a General Grievous uh, episode. Uh, the you know, we'll, we'll uh, fast forward for ne- preview for next week. Um, the Something idea, yeah, the idea was should Star Wars, should Disney, Star Wars, or any do a show about General Grievous before the robotic body? I think that's an excellent idea. You dig into, you know, that character and that person on who he was before he became the Jedi killer. And you and just like Anakin, right? I mean, you can see Grievous being a regular person and then turning into a villain, you know, and joining Dooku and learning the dark arts. I, I think I think that's really, you know, that's something like you, you really you really get skipped over. You just get introduced to General Grievous and you know he got trained by Count Dooku. You're just like, oh, that's super cool. But he's robotic. And how can he get trained by the Jedi arts if he's not even force sensitive? Another, like I said, you just right, you just open up cans of worms and cans of worms and cans of worms. But like, uh, oh, like I said, it's off-screen stuff that we don't see that is the most interesting, I think, to us like really hardcore uh, fans. So, so you're doing um, that on your channel this week? Is that what yeah? You're so that will be the episode. The episode that will drop the fall. Like we're going to record it, you know, at some time this next weekend and I'll drop it next Sunday, but it's going to be about general grievous. Yeah. So okay, that's awesome. funny. It's funny how that kind of got brought up. Um, okay. Funny. So, okay. So Grogu's Grogu's blood. I don't think it's Palpatine. Like I said, I've obviously I've, I did Mandalorian recap shows. We just like Han did on Sif talkers. And I, me and my brother, we, we are strong, firm believers that Grogu has everything to do with Snoke um, because Snoke is the stepping stone to Palpatine. So 
it, it, that just makes sense. You can't just say Grogu's blood was the end all for Palpatine because then you wouldn't need Snoke at all. Very and there's true. just too much of a gap, right? There's too much, still too much of a time gap. So yeah, I I, I like the idea you're Whoa. asking, Jumping Jack. Um, I think it would make for a cool fan fiction. Uh, I don't I don't think Grogu's blood is fueling Palpatine himself um i honestly maybe don't even think that they're gonna tie in snoke i don't maybe that that vial we saw wasn't actually snoke himself but something that would become snoke later it looked just oh. like him it did look just like him um <laughs> dean i know also, you have some thoughts on this well yeah i just got to bring up my old joke about jedi diabetes and how, <laughs> uh, how we talked about it. i think the first podcast i was on it was like metachlorians if they're just in your blood you could have a blood transfusion and now you have the force um, and then I just kind of like how all this confirmed that in a way, I know that we haven't officially gotten there, but in a way it's like, okay, they drew blood and, and this is where we're going with this. Okay. Um, so for me, I do agree, um, about the Snoke piece, but the thing that really catches me about Snoke is in the um, last season Mandalorian, they said that there's the, um, kind of the high benefactor guy that they were trying to clone. So I feel that Snoke is that high benefactor guy that they're trying to clone um, and then maybe trying to use Grogu to create that. And But then here's my mindset is what if this high benefactor guy is so rich and he wants to be like Sidious and he doesn't have the force currently, but he has all the best car in the world and he's the richest person in the galaxy. And he is kind of funding the empire to become the next emperor. And then they're they're cloning him using his DNA, using Grogu's blood into um, this new clone body. And just how Palpatine's mind had to go somewhere. Are they going to transfer Snoke's mind to this new clone body? And now he has the force. Yeah, that that's right. kind of my far fetched theory, but kind of like that's where my head's kind of been at. I think it's very far fetched, but it makes some logical sense. And that's where that's why I think that I think it'd be a cool twist. So is that Moff no. Gideon's master then? Because Moff Gideon obviously represents yeah. Vader for the show, right? Yep. I, I believe Moff is reporting to Snoke at this point. I think Snoke oh. is some maniacal person that is – we never got to know enough about Snoke, and I would love for them to tie Snoke into – just give us some backstory because I think Snoke would have been awesome. I was really hoping Plagueis and that kind of stuff, but I'm really hoping that they're just going to kind of tie in Snoke somehow to this and – because there's a reason why he's kind of the head of the First Order. There's a reason. And then the First Order was developed from the Empire. So it's kind of, I would like that kind of baton being, okay, now I have the Force, now we're the First Order. Now we can ditch this Empire name, and now that my clone body from Grogu's blood is ready, and my mind is now there. We have somebody strong enough to make Hux fall on the ground um, from a distance because anger and things like that. If we can get to that point, that I think would be the name change from Empire to First Order. What really triggers it? Because I know the aftermath ties into this, um, the book, but it doesn't truly say this is what made the exact name change and what who the person was that lit the maps that says we're now the First Order. They never really explain that portion. And I think that all of a sudden having a force wielder owning everything again would be that match that would say we're in charge of everything again. Yeah, I like that. I, I think. Uh, what do you guys think, real quick, about um, season three? Like, what we're gonna actually, what we're actually gonna see in season three? Do you think we're gonna get more of that storyline? Because we got a lot of it in season two, but do you think 
it's looking to me more like we're going into the direction of just focusing on Mandalore and the Mandalorian people and maybe not focus as much on Grogu, the cloning, the Dr. Pershing, all that kind of stuff. But what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I, I, I think it, it's the show's definitely steering away from, I think, the formula that it's had the first two, because obviously, like, we, I mean, we all noticed the, the, the formula. It's, it's, it's Mando, it's Grogu, it's visiting a planet, maybe saving the locals. Uh, this, like I said, season two, it, it, I think it was all about, like, side missions. Uh, me and my brothers, you know, we said it constantly throughout our podcast shows. Uh, father, son. We, we got it like that. That was the theme of season two, father, son, Grogu, Mando. But it was a lot of like video game. It was like going to level one, level two, level three, level four, getting the gang, the be- getting the gang together, you know, climax. And then and then, like I said, yeah, then we finally I mean, remember, remember, everybody, the show's not called Grogu. The show's <laughs> called the no, I'm, I'm serious. Like, cause it, it, Grogu is the right is the, is the thing about the Mandalorian. It's, it sells the most merch. It's the most mainstream. It has the most memes. It's Grogu, Grogu, Grogu. But the show is Mandalorian. So for us, people that are actually into Star Wars, not just, and I don't want to say, you know, we can't make the show for casual fans and try to make it for everybody. But my, my brother, he even got kind of upset because as season two went on, they made the show more for hardcore, more types of fans. And then obviously, Grogu leaving you can my, you can take the casual fan, like my wife, like someone's girlfriend, my, my brother's wife, and they're just like, well, why do I even have to watch the show anymore? And I don't yeah. even want to watch the show if Grogu's not in it. But for us, we're just like, yeah, Darksaber, <laughs> Ma- Mandalorian, let's dig into, let's dig a little deeper into the lore of Mandalore. What right. happened to Mandalore? How did the Empire wipe it out? How did Moff Gideon get the Darksaber? Why won't Bo-Katan take the dark saber oh like she did the first time like you said no one's talking about that everybody's just like well he yeah he was like here just take it and she was like no i'm not taking it this time you know and and that's something i think we need to dig into would people not follow her because she just took the dark saber from sabine and once again this gets real nerdy and when i'm on a podcast with my casual fan <laughs> brother we did a live stream right uh, the season finale and i think during the live stream we talked about the dark saber for like 20 minutes and my brother's like who gives a shit <laughs> like i don't care about the dark saber like right and i'm just like exactly i said so the casual fan going into season three will be kind of on eggshells and will kind of watch a few episodes and then i think they're going to make a decision whether they're going to stick it out or if they're going to stop watching yeah and Dean, I, you I real quickly because like, i want to get to some more questions all right <laughs> and i feel like um you probably watched um han and i's last podcast for the final episode because you heard me talk all about how i feel like they hurt the series big time yeah um yeah. because that is everything that's my concern and I think I had a few more that I threw in there as well. So I would definitely um, to everybody watching, go listen to that. I think that was at like the last 20 minutes of that hour and a half long <laughs> podcast for that one. <laughs> that was but, a long um, <laughs> but basically kind of my head as for season three is Grogu's coming back. Grogu's going to come back as a, it's going to be a time skip. I really think that right now at the end of season two, it was Din didn't want to be the leader. But throughout the series, we have seen Din as a natural-born leader. 
He has led people to do things that they didn't think they could do. And yet he's done it. He's been the one taking the bullets. He's the leader that puts himself on the front lines. And so he's a natural born leader. Um, and then, so kind of going from there, I think it's going to start as there's going to be some tension between Bo and himself. And eventually he's, he's going to keep trying to give it to her, but she doesn't want to fight because she needs the Mandalorians unified. And she has seen Din's ability. And when they did the heist um, earlier this season, he put himself on the line for the team. Like he doesn't know those three. And they were acting like he was the odd duckling out. Like, you're one of them. Ooh, I don't know about the watch. <laughs> right. And but he still takes all the bullets and throws the um, detonal grenades um, through the doorway, takes them out, and does his job. So Bo has seen him in action, knows what he will put on the line for his people. So I kind of see it as she knows that she can't really get on, like can't lose him as well. So yeah. I think it's going to be one of those constant tensions, and eventually it's going to be okay. Are you ready to lose in this battle eventually? And he was supposed to throw it and said, he's like, no, no, I'm, I'm the rightful ruler now. And then it becomes true battle. Um, and then Grogu's going to tie into it at some point. He's going to help the war of Mandalore. But we're going to kind of get more depth on the Empire because it's going to be Mandalorians versus the Empire. And that's kind of where I see season three is all out war of just trying to take back Mandalore. Definitely. Okay, so for those of you who are just joining us now, we are joined by Four-Legged Gamer and Lando of Sith Talkers, both content creators. I'll leave a link below uh, and also on the podcast as well if you want to check out their channels. So we're answering any questions you have today, and uh, I just want to shout out some of the people that I see in the chat here. Quick Draw McGraw. Uh, Lando, I think you know them. I love Quick Draw. He's uh, yeah from Sith Talkers. Yeah. And uh, Chase Cunningham, of course. Robin McFly salacious rum let's get into some more questions here next up we have one submitted from instagram um they just say best character in the series i think it's obi-wan so let's talk about who some of our favorites are for me uh you know i have i have many but one of the big ones is mace windu from the prequels when i was a kid uh i just thought he was so freaking cool just the purple lightsaber alone i thought was amazing and uh just Samuel L. Jackson in general, everything he's in, I kind of love him. But, um, and the history of Mace Windu, uh, killing Jango Fett and some of the stuff in the Clone Wars, just uh, everything about that guy, I really love. And this is kind of off topic, but when Star Wars Theory made that Vader fan film and it was introducing uh, Mace Windu again, that like brought me so much joy. But who are some of your guys' favorites? We'll start with uh, Four Legged Gamer. Um, for me, I'm going to cheat a little bit and say two just because I can't decide between the two. You can't um, cheat. <laughs> I can't cheat. Uh, then in my personal opinion, Kylo, actually, his arc from like in the beginning, like Force Awakens. I, I thought knew, it was just gonna I knew you were going to say that. Do you have your the, do you have the saber next to you? It, it's it's in the other room, unfortunately. Ah, OK, that's okay. but um, it, it's just one of those things of his arc. Like when I I first hated his character, I thought he was going to be an awful villain in force awakens and then even though ryan johnson's um last jedi is considered one of the worst or the worst out of the um trilogy they built his arc they gave him depth and then they went further in um, rise of skywalker he's got one of the best arcs in the entire trilogy of going from somebody i'm like i'm gonna hate this guy to (laughs) why'd you let him fade off and become a force ghost i wanted spinoffs of ben solo (laughs) I'll give it to you. I think uh, Adam Driver's performance is one of the best in the sequels. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, so, so, of course. So if, if anybody knows me, um, everybody knows Luke Skywalker is my favorite character of all time. Uh, but uh, just to stem off Dean, um, Kylo Ren is my favorite sequel character of the sequel trilogy. He's got oh, okay. the best story arc. He's got the best storyline, in my opinion. And he's it's probably the best acted, uh, I think. Uh, throughout all three sequel, I think Adam. I think it's Adam Driver's like trilogy, in my opinion. I wish he had more time Definitely. in the Rise of Skywalker. Um, anyways, but yeah. So, but my favorite character of all time is, like I said, Luke Skywalker. Um, so, like I said, everybody's talking. Even uh, so talkers, we go over the Star Wars theory stuff. And <laughs> when I drop the podcast tonight at seven, we talk, the the main thing is the crying with the. Pablo Hidalgo, you know, so like, obviously, man, for me, when I mean, I didn't videotape myself, but you would have saw me like jump and almost hit my head on my ceiling uh, when I was watching the Mandalorian. Um, Luke Skywalker is is really, really precious to me. Um, and it's real important uh, in my in my just in my life. He was one of my childhood heroes when I was a child. Right. I'm a child 80s child over here. So I grew up with the original um, Star Wars uh, movies as a child and like i said luke skywalker is star wars to me he's the epitome of and, and i know it's the skywalker saga it's anakin's story well even though anakin's left out of the sequel trilogy but we won't get into that um but luke i think luke skywalker is is the is the trilogy it, like i said if, if you got we got three trilogies but the original trilogy is obviously the best one out of all three luke skywalker is is the heart and soul uh, like I said, it's Anakin's like right redemption story, but to me, it's it's the rise of a of a hero, you know. And it's once again, it's your typical story. It's your it's your blue eyed, blonde haired uh, farm boy who doesn't know the backside of a fucking barn. Sorry, excuse my I'm used to being on Sif Talkers. Uh, right, he's playing. He, he's playing with toy spaceships. I mean, he's just like Uncle Owen, you know, <laughs> Uncle Owen. You know, you know, but anyways, but that's what I'm saying. Like when you get introduced to him, he's just, he's playing with toys. He doesn't know anything. And then, and then just, just, you know, R2 leaving, he he meets Ben and he, and his world gets opened up to the force and, you know, and then learning about his father growing from film to film, obviously, you know, he's the hero in a new hope. He fails. And, and like I said, I did, I did a live stream myself last week about the failure of Luke Skywalker. He fails and the empire strikes back. So in Lando's opinion, that failure should have stayed with him in his, his entire life. And that's where he learned from his failure, leaving his training, trying to save his friends, facing an, uh, a, a villain, you know, that you, you knew you couldn't conquer finding out it's your father, you know, and then picking up the pieces, uh, what we don't see is Obi. Uh, speaking of Obi Wan, Luke going to Tatooine, finishing his training on his own. For all the people that don't know, like expanded universe stuff, he he finishes his training at Obi Wan's uh, abode. Um, I think it would be super cool if he got his green lightsaber crystal from Qui Gon's. Uh, uh, you do. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Have you been reading? Um the comic book series um, after like episode or episode five. I have not. I, I, I did the, the only comic books that I did, I did the Kylo ones where um, he became Kylo Ren. So I read those. Uh, and like I said, I've, I've read a ton of expanded universe stuff. Obviously it's not Canon anymore. Um, 
but I really haven't done, I tried to read the aftermath series and I really couldn't get into it. Um, but I will try to read, uh, the high Republic stuff that's coming out. So I'll, I'll, I'll message you on Instagram after this and I'll okay. send you, um, my link to be able to use my comic book app. Um, okay. I have all eight comics and I've offered this to you before Han. So don't make that face. <laughs> you just already are using the app. Um, but because I know that you're a big Luke fan, Luke is the character that I was torn between. And they're actually going into, in the current series, um, between episode five and six, they're going through Ooh. his training. And he actually meets up with a, spoiler alert, um, but it's minor, a former Jedi that actually is still about in the galaxy. And he wields a different color lightsaber that nobody's ever seen before. Interesting. Yeah, very I'm interesting. Take you up on that. I just love the deleted scene, and I don't know why it's deleted. Like at the beginning of Return <laughs> of the Jedi, he finishes constructing his his lights. I mean, obviously, it, the, for purposes, the lightsaber shooting out from R two is way better. But like for you know the nerd, it's really yeah. cool to see him finish constructing. Because when you finish constructing your lightsaber, you are a Jedi. Um, yeah. But it's, to to finish my point, um, you know, the failings of Empire, learning from the failings, becoming, uh, you know, farm boy. Jedi Knight, Jedi Je- Jedi Knight at the end, redeeming the most villainous person in the galaxy, redeeming, standing toe to toe with the Emperor, throwing away his weapon. See, this this is what this is what really, uh, you know, like gets me. Like every time I watch it, it's just like he defeats, you know, he defeats his father, and then he's up again. I mean, he doesn't know <laughs> the Emperor. We know how bad the Emperor is, and he throws away his lightsaber, saying, "I'm not going to fight you." Do whatever you got to do to me. And, you know, and then Vader sacrifices himself for his son. And obviously the father-son thing is that's what really weighs heavily with me with, with the whole story of Star Wars. But, uh, but once again, and then he is the Jedi Knight, you know, uh, redeeming his father. It's, it's the perfect story arc, I, I think, in any movie. It's probably the best story arc, hero story arc in any movie I've ever seen. I agree. It's it's so. an amazing story for Luke. And uh, going off of what you said about that scene, uh, the whole ending of Return of the Jedi, I have a video coming out on Wednesday all about Vader's karma and Luke Skywalker helping turn his father and the return of the great Jedi, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, I want to get to some of these other questions people are sending in. Now, this one is actually a recommendation for an episode. This is by I Am Rice Crispy. And she says... How Padme deserved better and alternate storyline. So uh, this is actually a request for uh, an episode for me to do the history on the alternative storylines that Padme was supposed to have in Revenge of the Sith and how she deserved better. She should have went with Paolo, the artist. With who? Oh, Paolo. I get it. Paolo. Yeah. It, it was it was Attack of the Clones, and, and she was just like Paolo. I think he became that, an artist. That was a funny well, he was like, whatever happened to him? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and also from Robin McFly, uh, I want to hear more on your Grogu is Yoda's son theory. So last, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, I, in a video I did, I, I gave a little theory as to why I think Grogu might be uh, Yoda's son. And uh, it, with Yaddle? it's just for fun. It, maybe Yaddle, <laughs> maybe with, with, here's the thing, maybe Yoda hooked up with Frog Lady before she got married to that other frog guy and had Grogu, okay? Now, in Return of the Jedi, I'm sorry, in uh, Empire Strikes Back, when Obi-Wan says he was our last hope and then Yoda says, no, there is another. 
What if instead of Leia, he's talking about Grogu because he knows he had a son and he's the one who took him away from the Clone War? Uh, I don't know. Do you guys have anything to say about that? <laughs> um, I, I still think R2-D2 is the one who saved Grogu. Um, but I, I've honestly... Calm down, Lando. That, oh, man. I, so, that's so funny. <laughs> I, I honestly believe that um, uh, Grogu is more likely to be Yaddle's son. And my reason be, being... you say Grogu? That's why I have that here. <laughs> but um, I, I, I almost feel like Grogu is more likely to be Yaddle's son because in Fallen Order, Yaddle is mentioned more often than Yoda. <laughs> oh boy! What about you, Lando? Where do you think this little guy came from? I, the, the best, the best answer is he was he was conceived of pure midi chlorians, just like Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're gonna move uh, on from this topic. <laughs> okay, and um, we do bring that up. How is Padme? Speaking of Padme, how is she? Or I'm, I'm sorry, not Padme, Shmi. How is she powerful enough to carry a pure midi chlorian baby? You know, it's like it's like the Superman. It's like the Superman Lois thing. How can Lois carry Superman's child? Right, because it's alien and it would punch right through through her stomach. Because she got force boinked by Palpatine. (laughs) (laughs) He has the power. Anyway, that is a good point that you bring up. Um, I think the the idea of that is like, uh, in The Phantom Menace, just like Anakin coming from nothing is fascinating. Whether it was Palpatine or whether it was just the force willing him into existence to bring in a chosen one. Uh, I mean, I love that, that, uh, that part of... I really like the Phantom Menace, to be honest with you. I mean, I know I understand its flaws, but I can also see what it was trying to go for. And I, I love so much about that movie. Um, Dean, do you have anything to say about? Uh, Palpatine boinking Shmi. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I'm good on that one. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. Uh, the first galactic podcast says our favorite droid is Chopper. Um, that's a good thing to talk about. I want to, uh, see who everyone's favorite droid is here. So I'll start with Lando. Do you have a favorite droid or a droid pair? Oh, come on. It's R- it's R2-D2. I mean, if you want to pair him, it's obviously 3PO and R2. But yeah, R2. R2 is the most famous droid in Star Wars. He has actually been in every essence of Star Wars and has recorded data files of everything he's ever been around. Any moment he has been around, he has recorded data on. And but he decides to keep his little robotic mouth shut and not help anybody. <laughs> uh, and he's just a Naboo astro droid, right? His origins yeah. are from Naboo, so which is kind of cool. What about you, four-legged gamer? Um, for me, it's R2 as well. Um, or Beto. I'm joking. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> 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 but basically, um, I agree with R2. The only thing that ruins the old theory about R2 is actually the one telling the story of the Skywalker saga. Is oh, you don't like he was that? turned off. No, no, I love that theory. The only issue with it is that he was turned off at the Force Awakens. Oh, oh, I see what he you're saying. He was powered okay. down. So that was the only issue is he just turned off. So that means he wasn't recording for the Force Awakens. So that ru- that's the only thing about like that ruins that theory. And then... When it comes to pair and kind of what um, Lando was just saying, how 
R2 was there for the entire series and gets to remember everything when he was powered on. Key part is powered on because we got to now remember that. Um, but C3PO was wiped how many times? And like, why was he wiped? What, one, two, three, four times, I think it is. And then um, Bail Organa even says, let the astromech remember. Wipe the droid. <laughs> he was like, what? what? Like, why, why does R2 get to remember? And C-3PO is just like, forget it all. So mine is, you know, there's so many amazing droids that I like. I love, um, I love BB-8. I love, um, uh, what's, uh, what's the guy from, uh, the buddy from Fallen Order game? What's his, what is his name? Um, I forget no. his name. Yeah. BB-1? I'm I'm pretty sure. Give me just a second. Yeah, but Cal calls him Buddy, so that one I really love, and um, I also love D D O. Who was it? B D one Dean. I don't know if you heard that. So B D one. Yeah, Fallen Order. And I also, was, I was close. <laughs> but mine too is R two D two. I mean, just as a kid, he he was like magic to me, and uh, just it felt like R two D two is that friend that anybody can have. You know. Like whether you're a Star Wars fan or not, yeah, everyone can feel like they can like own an R2 and just have him as a friend, someone to talk with and uh, confide with. And uh, I don't know, R2, he's, he's the classic. He's, he's the one, you know, he's amazing. Um, moving on here, uh, we have a comment from Salacious Rum who says, when Vader looks at Luke being struck with lightning by the Emperor in Return of the Jedi and you can see him thinking what to do and then he makes the choice to move back to the light side and save Luke, tears. I totally agree. One of the greatest moments of all of Star Wars. Uh, that whole ending of Return of the Jedi is just fascinating and memorable and iconic. And again, I'm doing a video on that uh, that specific scene this Wednesday. Come back and check it out. Salacious. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, real quick, guys, what do you think about that scene? Anything you want to say about it? Um, I first want to say, George, the biggest mistake you ever did was put the no there at the end. It's way <laughs> more dramatic. No. It's way more dramatic, and I think it's more powerful when there's no words, and you just have the look, the looking back, forth, back, forth, and he just picks them up. You know, the, adding the no, it, it, it really throws, to me, it really throws the scene off. Um, but it's still a very, very powerful uh, moment. Um, and like I so said, one of my favorite moments. Uh, and so, like I said, take the no back out, George. McClunky, right? Yeah. <laughs> Replace it with McClunky. Okay, what about you? <laughs> um, I'm in complete agreement with Lando, where it's just, if you didn't add that piece, it it was just more dramatic. It was the silence of it. And just hearing the elect- like electricity, it made Sidious seem more powerful as well, where it was like Vader, you could see him contemplating, if I touch him, I'm going to be fried basically while I do this. And it, but then once you add that, no, it just, it makes Sidious not feel as powerful in my personal opinion. Um, I guess the infrared at that point. Um, but yeah, but it is one of the best scenes in star Wars easily where it's just, you truly see that father son dynamic without them hardly knowing each other. It's just one of those things of like the old saying is blood is thicker than water. It's really that instance right there is showing that. I like how both of you brought up the the no aspect of that scene, and this guy was just trying to talk about how he was crying <laughs> during it. <laughs> um, anyway, to remind everyone, you can still send in your live questions. Even if you've already asked one, you can still do that. And in addition to that, 
If you want to go the extra mile, you can also send a tip at this link below. It's www.streamelements.com slash first slash tip. You can send it now. You can send it at any time. You can pick how much you want to donate. You don't have to, but it's much appreciated. But I'll read your questions either way. So moving on, I want to go back to the live chat here uh, from... Robin McFly says, uh, Revenge of the Sith is amazing. Yes, it is. We talked about that. Um, Chase Cunningham uh, sends in something. He says, Hayden, Hayden's acting always seemed good to me. He was playing the role written for him. And yes, the dialogue may be clunky, but he was played, but he played that troubled, conflicted character very well. I agree. So yeah, we talked about that. Um, I agree too. Uh, I'll be doing a video on that coming out soon. And we shared our opinions. So thanks for sending that in too. And I honestly Robin. thought you were gonna. Sl- I thought you were slowing down on as you say McClunky. Okay, somebody already said that. <laughs> <Someone> said <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. beat it to me. Uh, let me keep going here. All right. So, what are you guys most looking forward to seeing in the Mando spinoffs? Saying it like that because there were reintroduced through Mando, like Ahsoka and the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, four-legged gamer. How about you? What are you most looking forward to? Do you really to want me to talk for 30 minutes? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, moving on. Lando, what do you want to so, ask? Go ahead. So, well, Lando, uh, yeah. I know that you haven't really gotten to hear my theories, but my whole theory was Mandalorian was bringing back Star Wars Rebels back to life. That That's my quick high-level synopsis. Um, when it comes to the Ahsoka spinoff, I'm hoping to see basically the um, search for Ezra because I know that she's asking where Thrawn is. The last place we saw Ezra was with Thrawn before they blasted off with the um, can't think of their names. So I'm gonna call them space whales. Space whales, yeah, space. Yeah, whales. exactly. <laughs> um, so like that's the last place we saw Ezra, and I really think, and that's why they kept hinting at it and trying to hide that it was Luke with Grogu for so long. Is I think that they were trying to really kind of say is we're we're doing this. We're 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 doing like we're bringing back Rebels. We ended Rebels the way we ended it to have the chance to bring it back for basically a 30 years later kind of thing. And I'm really hoping that's where they go with Ahsoka. Then Book of Boba, I'm just kind of hoping to see Boba be a, like badass and run a syndicate. Like That's really all I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah. Landy, what about you? What are you most looking forward to? Um, obviously, like, yeah, the Ahsoka show, um, stemming off what Dean's saying, obviously I've watched Rebels and I've seen all the anim- animated shows. Uh you know, like once again, the world between worlds, um, absolutely amazing concept for Star Wars. Uh, but yeah, the Ahsoka Tano diving more into Thrawn, like I said, just the characters, um, diving into a more adult Ahsoka Tano, uh, absolutely looking for Ezra because, uh, that was also probably the number one choice besides Luke was who's going to show up at the end of Mando. It's probably going to be Ezra Bridger. Um, so, but I would like to see that search. Um, cause, it, but, uh, Ahsoka was with Sabine, uh, searching for Ezra. That was, I think that was the very last scene of rebels yeah. of the, her in the white robe. Amazing, amazing shot. Um, so like, yeah, absolutely. I would love to see Ezra again. That would be amazing. And obviously Thrawn. Um, obviously me being my age, I read that Thrawn trilogy, uh, the, the Timothy Zahn, uh, everybody talks about, right. Um, they should have made those into movies. Yeah. Amazing books. And that's where you get first introduced to, uh, you know, I want to say Timothy Zahn to Thrawn, um, (laughs) in, in books. And he is such like a complex and amazing like character, uh, you know, for the, you know, for the empire, for the bad guys and, just uh, what an amazing character. So hopefully they can flesh him out 
in live action uh, really well. So I'm really looking forward to, yeah, Ahsoka, Thrawn, Ezra, Sabine. Like I said, I want to see Sabine. I want to see uh, Chop, dude, Chopper. Like I said, yeah, seeing the old gang. Like, it would be absolutely amazing in live action. Chopper um, would be cool. I'm so sorry I laughed cool. at that because I was just picturing Timothy Zahn in the Star Wars world. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, man, yeah, Timothy Zahn is absolutely hands down for at least Lando, the best Star Wars author uh, of all time. So uh, yeah, I could agree with that. Uh, I would it's love to get a chance to talk to him someday. Uh, quick draw. Do, draw. Quick, quick, do, you, do you mind if I ask a quick question for y'all though? So the Go ending right of Rebels, are you wanting – the scene where Ahsoka goes to Sabine, do you want that to be the ending of Ahsoka or the beginning of Ahsoka? That's a really good question. Wow. Because we don't okay, know where so we're at during the Mandalorian. Exactly. And Dave Filoni did that on purpose where it's just a question of was that before what, what we just saw from Ahsoka or is it after? Uh, I see it as being before. And then Mandalorian, her and that taking place after, and Ahsoka show uh, being after the Mandalorian. Uh, I think in the Ahsoka show, we'll see her and Sabine together. So it, it might actually take place in between Mandalorian and Ahsoka, and that Rebels ending will be right there. Um, and then they'll, because I mean, it's obvious she, it's set up that she's going to go look for Thrawn in her spinoff. So I think we'll see Ezra. I think we'll see Sabine. And um, that's where I think. But I never thought about that. That's a good question. My thought process there is I don't think that scene – I think we're going to see that scene live action, to be honest with you. I think it's going to be basically two episodes of Ahsoka trying to figure out where Thrawn truly is because we don't know what Ahsoka was told. All we know is that it was probably somewhere outer rim. That's all we really can guess because we don't know. Uh, My thoughts are going to be she's going to be trying to find the exact coordinates and then go get Sabine. Because I think that'd be a nice tie-in to really put a bow on. Yes, this is Rebels, part two. Cool, Lando. Did, uh, where do you think? Uh, it's yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to think because yeah, it's it, it, it could go one or two ways. I mean, like you said, if you have it, if you just keep it, yeah, Rebels happen first, then the Mandalorian happen, and then but but like when you spin it in a different way, um, it could get really interesting. And right, it, what if everything did at that point? was you know the whole thing was over and the whole Ezra Thrawn thing was situated and she was trying to refine Thrawn and maybe we get like flashbacks of because like I said dude Star Wars isn't about flashbacks but we have slowly integrated flashbacks into Star Wars and have made it more of a norm I really had issues with it at first I'm gonna be completely honest with you um I didn't like having flashbacks in Star Wars because you just didn't I don't know you just didn't do it right it's one thing you didn't do um, but you know, it's, it, it's, you know, it's fine. I mean, every show does it, but like it, 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 it does make it interesting because like when you do flashbacks, you're already at a point where, you know, well, they have Cassian Andor is a perfect example, right? So you can't put Cassian and Andor in any kind of dramatic situation. We know where he ends up. We know he ends up on the beach. I just, I just got done watching Rogue One too today. I watched it today. Um, excellent movie. Oh my God. My brother hates it. I absolutely love this movie. The more I watch it. And I was one of those people that was just like, no, it's okay. It's a good war movie. It's okay. And I watched it today. And I was like, man, what a great star Wars movie. Absolutely. You said that because a friend just texted me before the show and said, they just finished watching rogue one. So it's a rogue one kind of day, I guess. Oh, nice. That is cool. Okay. Let's move on here to some of the other 
questions that are being submitted here. Um, again, if you're just joining us, I'm joined by Four-Legged Gamer, his YouTube channel, and Lando from Sith Talkers, a podcast. Uh, you can check the descriptions below to find out their links. I'm going to go back to the Instagram comments that I have here. And this one is from Star Wars Community. Uh, Star Wars Community has been a, a very dedicated uh, follower, fan, and friend. So uh, thank you so much for you know watching everything and uh, being a part of the Han Talks First community. And all the way from India as well. So here is what he says. What is Jar Jar was a Sith? I think it was what if Jar Jar was a Sith. Seriously, please. So this was a request for a video for me to do this year on the Sith Jar Jar um, oh, idea. I think we just Dean. lost <clears throat> Dean. That's okay. He did, he no, did one, freeze. no one likes him anyway. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll join back in here in a second. Um, but let's talk about this because I think it's one of the most... This one is literally just a, like having fun. This isn't real. Like, I mean, it could be. I mean, <laughs> nothing's impossible. <laughs> but um, this one's just for fun. I think it's a great theory idea like to do a video on which i'm definitely going to do uh you know him being the apprentice to palpatine and possibly being the string puller the entire time since he's the one who like you know initiated the uh the uh, uh what is it on the ultimate the powers the executive unlimited. order to get palpatine executive the order. executive order yeah it so was it's him. a great yeah <laughs> it's a great idea and uh, i don't know have you talked about this on your show at all or are you going to like the whole sith jar jar thing so, I mean, obviously, we, Jar Jar, you know, was a staple on uh, Sif Talkers. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. Right. so um, and we, you know, we, we, obviously, Jar Jar is really, we talk about it just, yeah, humor wise and, and whatnot. But it, it, when you, when you really seriously talk about it, Jar Jar did help Palpatine into power. And, and, and you can view him as, right palpatine clouding all the senators and and even jar jar to that extent he's weak-minded yeah. hello hello you know you know he's he is weak-minded so palpatine technically could have mind wiped him into doing i mean he was palpatine pulled the strings on everything but to think that right it's one of those it's one of those it, it, it's one of those old tropes right the person you least expect to be pulling the strings and being the right hand man Right, and then this would be the case, right? <laughs> like it's like the the big reveal, and it's just like, like you know, Darth Maul, he gets cut in half, but then like the doors open, and then you got like Jar Jar with the <laughs> the lightsabers, like who saw? Now, now we need we had the Vader hallway scene, we had a Luke hallway scene. Let's get a Jar Jar hallway scene. <laughs> See him wrecking shop. Um, okay, look, look who's back? Dean is actually back. Welcome back. What happened, buddy? But my, my internet came back on, and then I. Join back, and all I see is Landa going, Who's <laughs> and then, I don't know what I know that y'all were talking about Jar Jar. Like, I come back and just like, Who's oh, Well, Dean's back, he stepped in Poodoo, but he's back to join. Do you have any thoughts on the Jar Jar Sith theory? Just it's just for fun, but like, I enjoy it. I would like them to like actually say that Jar Jar was more on the dark side of things, yeah, like not, not a Sith, not a Sith, but like. Who was um the guy that was like Chancellor Palpatine's right hand man? The blue guy with the horns and always had the oh, oh my god! <laughs> you have to wear that for the rest of the show. <laughs> but like how that guy was um considered evil, I can't think of his name. 
But I can't, I can't either. I know you're talking about though. The guy with the big I, I would, Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would like I would like it to almost be like uh, say uh, Jar Jar was actually a villain without like and not say he's a good guy. I would like them to actually take that that way because he did, as I'm assuming y'all were talking about, um, he did just give Palpatine all the power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Single handedly. Single-handedly. Thank you for that, uh, Star Wars. First off, the question is, why did they think it was a good idea for him to have so much power in the Senate in the first (laughs) place? Like, why did Jar Jar have so much power in the Senate? You can thank Padme for that one. But yeah, thank you, Star Wars community. I look forward to seeing you on the next show as well. Bitter Impulse. I'm just going to read through these ones real quickly because I've talked to them before on Instagram. Uh, Boba Fett's one of the coolest characters from the original trilogy. Thank you for that. Just wanted to shout you out. Lefty Stormtrooper says, can you do a top 10 of Ray?" So I've done a top, uh, a ranking of Ray before. It was on uh, Ray theories as to what her, her history was. This was before the Rise of Skywalker, but I will consider doing a, another top 10 in the future. So thanks for that. And two more from Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Jack D30 says, what is your favorite Star Wars movie or show? I'm going to stick with the movies and I'm going to go with the the original Star Wars, A New Hope. It is my, oops, there we go, my absolute favorite. It's the one I will always go to first. And it's the one that just uh, makes me feel most imaginative and most like the inner child in me. So what about, what about you guys? What are your favorite uh, Star Wars movies or show? Good. Lando. For me, it or was, Dean. um, sorry, I heard Lando say go ahead. So that's yeah, all I was already good. Um, so for me, it's Return of the Jedi. Um, not really sure what just draws me that one. I think it's that inner child also. Like it's the good guys prevail, the bad guy becomes good, and it's just I that one's always been my favorite since I was a kid. The only thing that would have been better is if the Ewoks were actual Wookiees rather than just trying to be a cute merchandise item to sell. <laughs> yeah. And Lando, what's yours? So uh mine is number one of all time is Return of the Jedi. Also um, okay. that movie, like I so said, I've done rankings on the podcast before we rank the movies. We actually did two rankings and they, you know, they changed. I, I honestly believe they, they change from year to year. Um, yeah. you could, you could absolutely like, you know, one movie better than another one, just because at a certain time in your life, you could be going through something and it relates to something different in one of the, you know, in one of the movies or whatnot. But for me, it's always return of the Jedi. It was my favorite childhood uh, Star Wars movie out of all three of them. No, get me wrong. Like I said, New Hope is what right got, I think, got us all into uh, yeah. Star Wars. But but Return of the Jedi just uh, for uh, once again the the father son um, aspect of it. Luke Skywalker, Jedi Knight, Redemption, uh, all the good guys. Like Dean said, all the good guys win. Uh, and I know Harrison Ford wanted to die. Thankfully, George Lucas was was you know put his foot down and said, nope, we're not killing anybody. Everybody's going to survive. We're going to have an awesome Ewok celebration. Uh, for me, the cha-cha, da-da-ba-na-na-na. You know, um, that was my, but, you know, I love the special edition, uh, John Williams music. Actually, it's, don't, don't that, kill it, me. The last song is amazing. I love it. I like that better than the original Ewok version. So it's really good. So yeah, but Return of the Jedi, man, uh, my all-time favorite movie. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank thank you for that, Jack D. I really appreciate you. The question, the last question from social media 
is from the other Skywalker 27. Can you please do a Revan? Oh, it's not a question. Okay, it's a, it's a request. So uh, I actually did a Revan uh, video yesterday. You can see it on the channel. It's about the theory or the rumor that Keanu Reeves might be playing him. And please. then on that video, I had three different requests from people to do a top 10 about Revan. So I will be doing one very soon. You are the third person to ask. So thank you for submitting that. And so let me check. Kind the, of bring sorry, go ahead. Revan real quick. Yeah. Oh, that's so right. You, you had something to say about Revan, didn't you? Yeah. So I don't think they'll touch it with a 10-foot pole. I want them to. But there's so many things in Knights of the Old Republic that you kind of decide the story. Um, just his spouse, Sean. Um, not even going to try to say the first name because y'all will make fun of me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I personally think that you get to pick Sean's um, light or dark side. And because of that, that changes Revan's story a little bit in the game. Now, Revan, regardless, in Knights of the Old Republic, falls down the Jedi Darth um, Jedi path. Like that, that's the story set in stone. But it's a spouse that she can become fallen because you kind of you do the right stuff to make that happen. And um, she becomes one of the Jedi seduced to the dark side that Revan drew with him. Or she stays the light side and becomes one of the main people fighting against Revan. So it, and that will upset people. Like it will upset people if you do not go with the way that they want. And I know that that's the hardcore fan side, but the problem is that that's who the most vocal are when it comes to Star Wars community. And yeah. you, you'll see people arguing that Sean should have stayed Jedi. And then because it, I think the video or a movie of whoever would play Sean versus um, Keanu, I think that'd be an awesome lightsaber battle. Um, I think it'd be cool where, Keanu and whoever's playing Sean are on the same side and it's just the Jedi orders having to fight them, but you would need somebody for Revan to fight. So in my opinion, Sean would automatically have to be a Jedi because Sean would be the female lead. Revan would be the male, uh, male lead and you have your good and your bad. And I feel like that people would be upset that you don't get the fall inside because you don't get to make your own character. So you can't be the one who's fighting Revan, Malice, etc. I'd be interested to see uh, on your channel you doing like a Revan video since I assume you have played those games before, yeah? Nice oh, yeah. Game. Oh, yeah. I'd rather yeah. Tiana be Darth um, Malice, actually, because yeah, the body styles... Another fan favorite, too. The, the body styles of Keanu and Nalus, very similar. I know that's video games, so it's whatever. Don't want Malice, or Malice, sorry. But um, with Darth Nalus, it would be... That'd be Knights of the Old Republic 2. And I feel like just... It'd be really cool of us just seeing the mask and us not knowing who Keanu is. And then he pulls it off and we're like, that's who he is in the game or not the game. Wow. So that's where my head's at. <laughs> but I think it'd be, I think he'd be play better than Alice. Darth Nalus, Darth Revan. There's also rumors out there, more rumors that he would be playing a Sith, an ancient Sith emperor called Darth Vitiate, which is also a possibility. Now uh, you're, you're right when you say, you know, if you brought Revan in, it's not an easy task. It's, it's a little risky it it would be it'd be hard to do i do think it is possible but you're right with a character like that you you put a lot of faith in thinking that the fan base is going to be okay with what you do with that character and that that character is a very very important not just to those games but also to the history of the old republic and yeah just star wars and, lore yeah and the sith and all, all this all the stuff he set up with the sith and stuff like that and his tie-ins with the other characters too. Uh, and then, do you have any thoughts? Uh, like, the biggest yeah. problem is Sean. 
That, that's my personal opinion. Sorry, Lando. No, you're fine. Yeah. No, and I just wanted to stem off something you said. And you know, it's it's us hardcore fans that would pull this all apart. I, Luke Skywalker is the perfect example. Um, you could have oh, just yeah, tore yeah, my heart out of my chest with Luke Skywalker in the Last Jedi. So, uh, you know, and we're I don't want to say like we're the blame for the fandom to be ripped apart because of the Last Jedi, but uh, you know, you have to, in my opinion, you have to treat uh, these high level characters real delicately um you know i put a meme out you know it was like mr it was a mr me it was credit kid mr miyagi and it was it was just like and he was just like you know and, and mr miyagi was just like hey i don't i'm not gonna teach you karate you know i'm done and it's like the end written by ryan John. yeah it's just like <laughs> mentors so don't funny. give up I just, have, I just have such a problem like, mentors just don't just don't give up i just got done watching season three of uh, uh cobra kai and it's a Good. lot of mentor. Yeah, it's awesome. But it's, you know, no, no spoilers, but it's a lot of like failing, being a mentor and failing and learning from it. And it's just done so much better than what we got in The Last Jedi. I'll just leave it at that. But, um, but anyways, but like the, the comparison I was going to do, like so Luke Skywalker is you're going to take a very delicate character of hardcore old Republic fans. And if you don't do this correctly, you're going to piss a lot of people off. And then you're going to have a lot of casual fans. which are just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and I think what Disney's going to do, they're not going to give us a movie. We clearly have seen this. Disney is not going to give us a movie. Uh, they're going to make it more broader. They're not going to go with probably any storylines from the video games. They're just going to give us a new story with the character, make it more casual, so more so appeal to more people. Um, and then that might piss us off. We'd be like, wait a minute, you know, there's this other character, there's this other character he should be involved with, and that character's not even going to be in the movie. And yeah. that just, it's, it's, it, I, I just, it's a, it's a huge risk. Uh, now, do I want an old Republic movie? Absolutely. Do I want a Darth Bane movie? Just give me a Darth Bane movie. I'll take that. Uh, seeing how the rule that. of two, uh, came to be with the Sith. Um, those books are amazing, by the way. If, if anybody hasn't read the Darth Bane trilogy, amazing and if you do read the darth bane trilogy that will give you more context with palpatine and transferring essences and all that stuff uh, minor spoiler but i, I want to say that like if you want to learn a little bit more about sith dark magic read the darth bane trilogy. i know it's not canon but it gives you some information on it. read the dark plagueis book oh my lord it's not canon it's not canon anymore but oh my god you want information about messing with midi chlorians and learning how to mess with midi chlorians the whole book is about him you know trying to figure out how to manipulate midi chlorians and what's that tie into manipulating midi chlorians for the for the virgin birth of anakin skywalker i'm just saying uh like I'm one of my favorite books uh, in oh life. it's so good it's so good like there's just so much information uh in there and like i said that's the context you don't get from you know just watching the movies um you're yeah, right. That was, that was one of the first. Actually, that may have been the first Legends book I read. Uh, was the Darth Plagueis book, but it, it's it's one of my favorites. I love it. I want to do one last question here. We actually made it through all of them. I I, I didn't think we would, but I'm so glad we did. So the last one here is from Daryl Postley. Hey, Daryl, how's it going? Good to see you here. He says, if you had your hands on one story in the Star Wars lore to create a series slash movie about, what would it be? Okay, this is a great. Fantastic question. Um, I need to think about it for a second. Dean, do you have one off the top well, of your head? You know, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna go video games. Um, 
So they've of already course. answered one for me. They're doing um, Rogue Squadrons. Not necessarily the exact time span that I wanted, but because it's coming after. But I love those video games growing up. So if I had to pick one, Force Unleashed. The Hidden Apprentice of Vader would be an awesome thing to go down the path of, like seeing live action and make that canon. And just where they could go with that. And then Force Unleashed Rebels was inspired a lot of characters from there, obviously. Like yeah. Ezra was definitely supposed to be Star Killer. Kanan was supposed to be the general that I can never remember his name when I try to talk about him. <laughs> um, but it's I think that just and then they already got the storyline for two um, movies right there. Just because you have Force Unleashed one and two. And then just being able to kind of start over each time with a clone, you could go ten episodes or ten movies deep and just because it's a new clone every time. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I remembered what mine is. So this is one I've had an idea for for a very long time. And it's um, it's it's kind of a, a teenager approach or like a young adult approach to Star Wars, uh, similar to like, I guess, Harry Potter and Goonies. But it's all about the uh, Jedi. Um, uh, what are they called? The trials. It's all about the Jedi trials. So it's about a group of uh, young adults who are working together to like study for the trials, learn the ways of the force, and then ultimately do the trials. And the main event is the trials. And that's one thing that stuck with me from the prequels was when Anakin keeps saying, I'm ready for the trials or Obi-Wan says it. And then like, it's like, what are the trials? Like we've gotten some stuff in books before, but never really like really into it. And so that's something I would really like to see. And it would have that Goonies feel like a group of kids, and while they're training, something bad happens. Maybe an Inquisitor comes, some kind of Darth, uh, Dark Force user, and it disrupts the events of uh, the Jedi Trials. Uh, something like that. I don't have it all planned out, but that would be what I would want to create. And Lando, what about you? Yeah, I just, I mean, that would be amazing. And I just, I watch, uh, hopefully everybody, I think, I don't know, hopefully, but, you know, Wonder Woman 84, which movie is terrible, except the last 10 minutes. But the opening <laughs> sequence, the opening sequence is like a, the opening you know, sequence is great. It's, it, and, but that's what it just made me think of young people, trials, and like, you know, you know, something like something like that. I think that would be like, except seeing it like Star Wars way. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Anyways, I just, it made me think of that opening sequence of, you know, cause I just watched it. Yeah. The movie's terrible. Sorry. If anybody <laughs> liked it, awful. Um, except the last 10 minutes. Cause she was Wonder Woman. Anyways, um, <laughs> different podcast. But yeah, thank you, thank you, Daryl, for that question. Thank you so much for joining the stream. He also says, I have trust in John and Dave on the development team. They're like the Russo brothers of the Star Wars universe. I would love to see the Russo brothers do something in Star Wars. I don't care what it is. Even if it's an episode of television, yeah. I'd love to see that. Okay, but if I had to get a show, if I get my hands on a show, and this is something we're going to get um, n- now, but like I would like uh, a different perspective point of view. Because, dude, all I say this all the time on the podcast. All we've ever seen in Star Wars is a good guy perspective. I want a dark movie. I want a Sith movie. I want a movie that is about the bad guys and their perspective. And maybe we see, maybe we see that the good guys have the wrong. I love, I love movies where every right because we, have the, I think the best villains are the villains that don't think they're bad guys. Right, their perspective is for the greater good. And it would be awesome to start a movie with the bad guys and to finish it with the bad guys, and to see their perspective, to see their ideals, and to kind of get on their side, and to see, you know, their picture of the universe. Uh, 
is is it smugglers? Is it bounty? You know, bounty hunters? Is it Sith? I don't care what what it is. I would love to see something where you know we just it's all bad guys. I, get to I see totally agree with you. I, I hope I hope we see that in the Acolyte show Acolyte, that's coming. Yes. So, um, did you really like Episode Seven of The Mandalorian? Then, yes. I, okay, I brought it up on the podcast because they get into they get into the Imperial base, and everybody's like, "Glory to the Empire!" And like you see them cheering and like high fiving each other. And you humanized you, them. Yeah, you it, never it was weird. It was. I enjoyed it, but it was weird. <laughs> I absolutely love it. It gives you a different perspective because these guys, they get jobs for the empire. Yeah. One guy's cleaning the toilets. One guy's in the mess hall where they just so happen to have a, a face scanning station inside of the mess hall. Uh, and anyway, I won't get into that, but, uh, <laughs> but, but it's, it's just, it's awesome because you get to see just these. And once I obviously brought this up many times on my podcast, the point of view of the empire is completely different than the point of view of the rebels. And you can look at it both ways. Both sides are murderous people. They murder <laughs> yeah, exactly. thousands of people. Each side does. Luke Skywalker killed millions of people on the Death Star. Okay, people. So <laughs> no, Darth Vader killed millions of people. Well, Luke Skywalker killed and Lando Calrissian killed people on the second Death Star. Anyways, and he just magically but, was able to get ten thousand ships at the but end. But I of will Luke say the, the kills there that Luke had for millions of people in the Death Star, that those people signed up for that position though. That's kind of the way that I look at that though. Uh, Alderaan uh, did not decide that. Hmm. Alderaan did not there were many innocent You're, people. I know the Organas run Alderaan. But it was the entire planet. That that's where the difference though is. That makes me go there and then Operation Sender. None of those people um signed up for it. The Empire people that died while they were doing that, as was touched in Mandalorian, they signed up for that. Now it's right to be angry if it's your friends were dying, as um that character was. But it's the the type of killing is completely different though. So I will From say a that. certain point of view, because <laughs> Right, because I'm trying to bring peace and justice to the galaxy, which, by the way, the Empire, if you look at it from their perspective, yeah, they had garrisons of troops on planets, and but was it more peaceful? Hey, the smugglers were able to profit during the, in, during the Empire time, so that's good. The underground Coruscant, the underground planets, the Outer Rim was able to capitalize when the Empire was in control. Uh, you, like you say, you got to look at the bigger picture, right? And... Was it more peaceful? Because, yeah, maybe you had a dictator in place and you had local patrols everywhere, but maybe you felt a little safer that you had the local patrols. Now, maybe they couldn't shoot anything and hit anything, but just the presence of 20 stormtroopers. Maybe, maybe you'd go out and ride your, uh, you know, your, uh, your bike or take a walk where when you had the rebels, you know, because look clearly in the Mandalorian, the rebels didn't, don't have a really good grasp on the outer rim yet yeah so just saying just different point of view cool well we're going to wrap up today guys uh, for everyone who has joined us on the live stream thank you so much for being here and sending in your questions and thoughts and thank you to the audio listeners on the podcast uh again i was joined here today by four-legged gamer and lando of sith talkers four-legged gamer why don't you tell everyone where they can find you talk about your channel and um any last thoughts you have about today you can find me on Twitter at Four Legged Gamer, or you can find me on YouTube at Four Legged Gamer. Um, working on some video videos still. Um, 
the holidays kind of got to me where it was just relaxing time and that kind of stuff. So about to start editing some of the Star Wars unboxings that I mentioned on the last live stream that I was on. Um, but yeah, and then today was a lot of fun. Definitely enjoyed answering some of the questions and definitely kind of getting to know Lando and um, getting to see Han again. It was a lot of fun today. So thank you for having me. No, thank you for being here. And yeah, I'll put a link to his channel below and uh, also to Sith Talkers channel as well. Lando, where can people find you? Yeah, so um, so you can find Sith Talkers. So we do a weekly podcast. So for 2021, uh, podcast drop every Sunday at Sith Talkers on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher. Uh, and then we also have a YouTube channel, Sith Talkers, where we drop reaction videos. We do clips from the podcast. We are going to be doing uh, music time because I write, I sing some uh, songs about Star Wars on my guitar from time to time, and I'll put those on. Uh, we're going to have, we'll be, we do live streams. We're going to be doing a new segment called Bro Bates, where me and my brother debate topics for like a minute at a time. That will be a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, just like with Han, we're, I'm Sif Talkers. We're trying to change it up a little bit for the new year, going back to podcast format and then treating YouTube a little bit differently. So, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, follow. Follow all my social medias at Civ Talkers on Instagram, on the Twitter, on Facebook. Got an email, SivTalkers at gmail.com. Han, thank you so much for uh, inviting me on. I've had a blast. Dean, uh, it was so nice to finally meet you. Like I said, I felt like I'd known you because I listened to you for like two months. Talk about the Mandalorian. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys both so much for being here. Again, their descriptions are below in the in the their links are in the description below. So please go check them out. You have listened to Han Talks first. I am Han. We do episodes every Monday and Wednesday and multiple videos on the YouTube channel. Tomorrow is my Vader Immortal VR game review. You can check that out, see gameplay, see footage of me playing it. And then on Wednesday is a very special, important episode to me that I've been wanting to do for two years. Put a lot of work into it. It's called The Dharma of Star Wars. I talk about the prequels and the original trilogy and how Dharma has influenced the creation of the story of Star Wars. So thank you again for joining us today. All of you have submitted questions. Join us on the live stream. Thank you so much. I'm so glad you came to hang out with us today. And again, we will be back next week with another live stream. But until then, my friends, somehow, some way, somewhere, this week... May the force be with you.